warbling in the caragana bushes and the shush of the breeze through poplar leaves. For the first time in months, she was starting to feel hope that this was all going to turn out all right. Wait here, okay? Let me talk to Mr. Evans first, and then I'll come for you. Okay, Mama. Sam reached over and picked up his favorite storybook, the Dr. Seuss one with the tongue twisters that he practically memorized. Emily paused, her tender smile wavering just a little. Sometimes Sam seemed to see and understand too much. Had the breakdown of her marriage forced her son to grow up too soon? I won't be long, sweetie. Emily blew him a kiss, shut the car door, and straightened her T-shirt, smoothing it over the hips of her denim capris. It was really important that everything got off on the right foot, so she practiced smiling wanting it to seem natural and not show her nervousness. She climbed a few steps to the front porch, gathered her courage, and rapped sharply on the door. No one answered. This was not a great beginning, and doubts crept in, making her wonder if it was a sign that she was making a big mistake with this whole idea. Selling the house and uprooting the two of them was a bit of a radical move, she knew that. She glanced back at the car, only feet away, and saw Sam's dark head still bent over his book. No, this was best. Her experience as a mom and homemaker was what made her perfect for this job, she realized. She loved being a stay-at-home mom, and being with Sam was the most important thing. Maybe Mr. Evans simply hadn't heard her. She knocked again, folding her hands. It was a bit nerve-wracking being hired for a job sight unseen. She'd interviewed at the agency, but this was different. She'd have to pass Mr. Evans' tests, too. He had the final say. When was the last time she had a real interview? All of her resumes over the last year had been sent out without so much as a nibble in return. No one wanted to hire a lab tech who'd been out of the workforce for the past five years. She forced herself to stay calm, stave off the disappointment she felt as her second knock also went unanswered. Can I help you? The voice came from her right and her stomach twisted into knots as a man approached from the shop, wiping dirty hands on a rag. This was Mr. Evans? He looked younger than she was, for heaven's sake. He wore faded jeans and dusty roper boots, his long stride eating up the ground between them. His baseball cap shaded his eyes so she couldn't quite see them. The dark T-shirt he wore was stained with grease, stretched taut over a muscled chest. All in all, he had the look of honest work about him. And honest work ranked high on her list of attributes lately, she thought bitterly. Good looks didn't. I'm Emily Northcott. I'm here from the agency. She hated how uncertain that sounded, so she amended from made on demand. There was a slight pause in his stride while Emily went back down the steps. They met at the bottom, the grass tickling Emily's toes in her sandals as she held out her hand. The man held up his right hand. Luke Evans, I'd better not. You don't want to get grease on your hands. Embarrassment crept hotly up her cheeks both because she knew she should have realized his hands would be dirty and because of his flat tone. Emily dropped her hand to her side and tried to smile. Oh, right, I hope we—I haven't come at a bad time.
Just fixing some machinery in the shed, I heard the car pull up. Wasn't expecting you, though. Didn't the agency call? I'm not often in the house to answer the phone. He stated it as if it were something obvious that she'd missed. Emily frowned. His communication skills could use some work. Didn't he have a cell phone like most normal people, or voicemail, or was he being deliberately difficult? I was specifically given today as a start date and directions to your place, Mr. Evans. He tucked the rag into the back pocket of his jeans. They probably called my sister. She's the one who placed the ad. Your sister? My sister, Kate. They might have tried there, but she's in the hospital. Oh, I'm sorry. I hope it's nothing serious. His answers were so clipped they merely prompted more questions, but his stance and attitude didn't exactly inspire her to ask them. Finally, he gave in and smiled just a little, and it looked like a pain.